Still the people's town. A certified baller. Can't it paint a Cadillac? No more Impala. I'm with that big bang Hank, that Papa Joe and Box. Pump bump like chicken pox. Turn the bass up just a notch. You see that fifth dropping? You see that trunk popping? Hosted this me in the club. Same old in the parking lot popping. They see me in that being second bad with T Ferris. Open mouth and showcase ice. And, you will see and we are live on episode 105 of On Tap with Southside Collection. I've got my boy Carlos here, you stupid idiot. Who bets on the Rams? Take your hat off, dummy. That was yeah. I'm almost, I almost finished it. I'm proud of you, bro. Get back at it. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and introduce the show real quick. <laughs> we uh, With us, we have Josh Samples from Green Flash Brewery and Doc Loke of Doc Loke and the Swangers. Correct? I'm that's right. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure because you told us your real name earlier, and I was like, I don't want to put him out there like that. That's your that's your personal <laughs> info. The people that already know that, that's cool. Cecil. Yeah. <laughs> Cecil Shorts the second. third. You're right. Yeah, that was terrible. And with me, as always, is Carlos Diaz, the world's most notoriously bad Super Bowl better. <laughs> I won last year. Yeah, you lost this year and the year before. So that means I'm going to win next year. That's not how it works. I don't know because... You didn't bet on the Patriots at all? Nope. Anytime. So here's the thing. (laughs) We both... when we started this podcast, you know, it was the, Fal- even the first one was the Falcons and, and the and the Patriots. Right. We both wanted the Falcons. Sure. Nobody wants the Patriots to win. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so it wasn't that, even that as much as it was the Falcons. Uh, to to quote Will Ferrell, I mean, they were so hot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Julio Jones hadn't scored, you know, all, all that year or whatever. But so then the second year I got to pick because I lost. And I picked the Eagles. Okay. I'm like, yo. So yeah. you have a thing for birds. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. So there, so now I it's let, out there. Now okay. I, so then I let him pick, and he picked the Patriots, and he was right. Smart man. So that just means that we picked the Super Bowl winners around here. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, like, I like how you made yeah. that work for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, right. So next year, whoever I'm picking, bet on. That's all I'm saying. Okay. You're due. Nah, dude. So, and what you're hearing right now is the grossest oh, sound that was of a man chugging a 25-ounce <laughs> Budweiser and Clamato. Um, chilada. Yeah, Chilada. And I have to remind everyone, it is the only one with Clamato yeah. because that's something to be proud of. Officially licensed. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yuck. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, I, that... Uh, the six pack of silence, which will be thrown at me, you know, at a date to be determined, and then I can't wear my hat. Lusciousness. And <laughs> for those yeah, of you yeah. only listening to the show, Ugh. looks gross. Looks better than Garrett's hair. I, I didn't realize you. that was what was under that hat. <laughs> Garrett's hair grows like a monchichi. Like it's just yeah. So he's envious of how my hair grows, and yeah, that's luscious, just what it is. Yeah. Locks. Well, yeah, dude. I have newscaster hair. Yeah. You have fucking. <laughs> Kingpin hair. I don't I feel like, like you it. cut those, though you lose your power, kind of like you know Samson or something. Right? <laughs> that's the point. Yeah, that's <laughs> you gotta let it grow. You know? A little bit, man. I don't think I've gotten a haircut in about a year now. So right. you know, just let it grow. You know, hey. I'm also trying. My beard is trying to grow up to be like your beard. So that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of practice. Yeah, yeah. Water <laughs> <a lot>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is. I'm Are you right? The most disgusting thing I've ever done. It could have been with a beer. Can you pour me up some real beer? Yeah. You know, he. <laughs> when I mentioned that I considered doing four loco, he rev like. He was happy about that. Yeah. He's like, oh, dude, I would have chugged that. Like, yeah, cause I, I knew you would like it. I can't just let you have it. What? Why would... Yeah. Don't ever do that. I did... Like, I said like, like Kanye said, bro, I'm a sick fuck. 
I would have chugged that four logo, no problem. You wouldn't have seen me once about that would, it. That would have hurt so bad. Oh, yeah. I later. played Power Hour with it. And yeah. like, that was just little shots at one time, <laughs> and that just was rough. So. Uh, for those at home that don't know what Power Hour is, can you so, explain it to oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Power Hour is when you take a shot of a beverage of your choice. You can do it with wine, don't recommend it, or four loco, don't recommend it, or but typically beer every minute for an hour. So you time it, so you start it, you know. <laughs> four o'clock and you go to five but you take a shot every hour so every minute there's also and how we used to play it and we did it with wine and stuff uh is it's rough too is they have like playlists on youtube and the song changes every minute mm-hmm. so you can pick like a 90s playlist and it'll change every minute and stuff like that that was always a good way to do it i like i liked i liked it with the music it's way more interactive and less depressing than just yeah. like sitting there, with sitting shot there glass waiting like, for the time yeah. to go by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and well, you don't have to remember a couple hours into the game you're that's true <laughs> that's that's helpful because that is the key like you get 10, 15 minutes in it, and you're just like, what? And it feels like it comes every second that you're like taking a shot, and you just forget, and like you're four behind. Next thing you check, and you're like, shit, man, now I gotta go. Oh, God, now I have to, I have to catch up to everybody. Yeah. Why am I friends with these people? Oh yeah, yeah. that was the word. Yeah, when you go to but the bathroom, drink responsibly, kids. Yeah. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Drink responsibly. I had a at home. No, key. I had a home. Yeah, because yeah. that's five an hour, right? Yeah. Five, twelve hours. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yikes. The uh, I had a I had a friend. I think I do something over here. You know? <laughs> I had a friend who, who had a Quick roommate, math. and she loved. She would hit me. Hey, you want to you want to power out? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I mean that's what it, that's how it did for my yeah. roommates when we lived uh, downtown before I became a married man. I'd be like, we're gonna watch Star Wars, and you know what? Well, let's play Power Hour. Let's yeah. watch this and do that. I mean. You know, <laughs> saves you money in the long run. I guess is you like one or two beers instead of going out and spending seventy five dollars. Right. So. True. And you get equally as housed. Way faster. Again, drink responsibly. Of course. That's what this yeah. show is about. Ugh, God, I still <laughs> taste that fucking Clamato. Mm. <laughs> Doc Loke, what is the worst, even alcohol or non-alcoholic, drink you've ever had that you could remember? See, I went right to my favorites. Um, <laughs> I, I don't... I, don't, uh, I like them because they're and, bad. And it, it's it's been a minute, so um, I'm trying to think of... Uh, uh, the pull, pulling a, uh, a a can of beer and there being a cigarette in it. Oh, that, nice, that's dude. a nice cocktail. Hell yeah! <laughs> the two a.m. cocktail, dude. Yeah, hi grandma. <laughs> <laughs> hi Doc's grandma. She's probably watching there. You know, yeah, she's, she's an avid Facebooker. I didn't, okay. I didn't I didn't know what to expect, so there's no warning. So oh, sorry. Yeah. I didn't know. Sorry, too. Doc's grandma. No, oh, yeah, no five second delay. <laughs> we're 105 episodes in so my mom gave up a while ago because uh, she did learn what to expect my mom has no idea what we do on Thursdays <laughs> she, 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 she probably thinks me and you are gay because we've hung out hey, 105 consecutive yeah 105 consecutive Thursdays here. yeah what are she just doesn't think I exist yeah no she's seen you <laughs> met you once yeah that one Josh time. congratulations man the Patriots uh, won the Super Bowl you know, let's just get it out the way they did. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, you know, something that doesn't get tiring is winning. <laughs> and I, as a Pats fan, man, I, uh, I get it from everybody else. Yeah. And so I get it. Nobody wanted him to win. I understand. Six rings for the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom right. Brady, and the greatest coach. No Ariana Grande though. Yeah. No. Seven rings, man. I know, but that's that's going to be a theme Catch song up. for next year. So I mean, that's okay. Uh, mm. Speaking of Ariana Grande, I heard today that. 
<laughs> Davidson is with uh, Kate Beckinsale now. Dude, he gave her an what ovarian cyst. He burst her ovarian cyst. I mean, what? Working with yeah. a baby arm? Or what's, that's yeah, what, that's oh, okay. the rumor. <laughs> Dog, who did you have winning in the Super Bowl? <laughs> sorry, we uh, transitioned. No, I'm, I'm taking this off of Facebook. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, ki- I'm kidding. I, okay. I'm, sort of, I'm sort of, actually, I'm considering it. Um, no, no um, uh, I, was, I was going... Um, I'm trying to remember who else was playing. Uh, the Rams. The you, Ram- you couldn't tell Ram- by watching going, the game, but the Rams were there and no, they were playing. I, I, actually, I was I, I was going for the Rams because I don't like the Patriots. I just yeah. I just don't. Sure. So no, that's fine. You know, cheat to huge, win is huge you know, philosophy fan. for some oh, people, and I, I get it. You know, it's, oh, man. It's, uh, whatever it takes. Yeah, whatever it takes. You know, so a good a little thing to figure out for next year for your bet. Yeah. If Alabama wins the national championship, and yeah, the Patriots have to be in the Super Bowl. Don't pick them because yeah. they will lose. Right. But if Alabama doesn't win the national championship and the Patriots are in, then right. you better pick the Patriots because it's the last seven or eight years running. It's been they've alternated years yeah. on who wins. So everybody equally hates Alabama as much as they hate the Patriots. So right. I guess that works. There hand is. In hand. A hatred for Alabama, but I will. There's something that they're more revered. Like people still are like, "Damn, Alabama." Is well, it's still harder. I think it's bad. Harder to do. You know, you got like a, sure. a new team every couple of That's years. True. You yeah. know, no, I give you like that. literally from top to bottom. I give you that. Yeah, I mean, it's still the same thing. I, somebody was talking about Joe Montana today and how he's the greatest, and I'm like, yeah, but you know, the NFL free agency didn't start till 1994, and uh, you know, salary cap wasn't until 1993. Like these are all things that Brady and the modern era guys have to deal with. Like right. Montana got to have Jerry Rice on his whole, you know, his whole career. Like, oh, yeah. cool, you get to throw to Hall of Fame receiver your whole career. It makes it pretty easy to win yeah. four Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, it is what it is. It's uh, great. We did we number six, and number six, we uh, you can guess where we put the other finger, uh, <laughs> ring on the finger. But uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's uh, they're going around and uh, kind of doing a little swang song, like you know they you know they believe in this chip in their shoulder thing, and like they were uh, out calling out Max Kellerman today on <laughs> on TV, and I kind of respect that. Like for yeah. years, like people have trash talked the Patriots, and you know for whatever reason, but I mean at the end of the day, they actually acknowledge that they're hearing that stuff, and right. athletes don't always try to acknowledge that they're hearing what social media is saying, and right. they're like, look, we hear all you guys, and they're they're blowing it back at to you. One of my favorite tweets was that uh, I think I told you this last night. Deron Harmon was like, "You guys mad? Are you big mad?" And everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, they're mad, mad." And like, and it's true. People are people are rarely angry that they yeah, won, and really? that they're calling this the most boring Super Bowl ever. Which I disagree. I think it was exciting if you like football. Yeah. I thought it was a good game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was wasn't fun. high scoring. I mean, this is the biggest. This was the season in the NFL. They scored the most touchdowns ever, right. and then the Super Bowl culminates in a thirteen to three win. Like, yeah. with defense, I thought it was right. exciting. Like, yeah, it wasn't you know Mahomes, it's fitting. And, but yeah. it was yeah, it was just kind of ironic. But uh, I thought it was exciting. It's it, good to hear you that. It, you know, it definitely was. Like, like if you're a casual football fan, then yeah, you, I can see like there's yeah. room for considering it boring. But if you right. like football, I'm you a saw casual sports. Yeah, fan, period. Except yeah. for the Rockets. I was gonna I'm, say, do you I'm, have a favorite? I, I, yeah, that's why my mouth is mostly shut. You know, <laughs> I, we don't. Yeah, we don't mean to shut you out with that. Man. No, no, no. It's we cool. cover mostly I'm, I'm anything. Learning things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I mean that's cool. That's, I'm, I'm glad everybody was excited about it. Yeah, I've learned to respect the right, Patriots good and their yeah. fans. <laughs> now, but. what about the halftime? Yeah, so there was a lot of controversy. I didn't really watch that, so I host a huge party because I'm the president of the fan club here. But uh, I didn't watch it, but I did read a bunch of stuff on Twitter about. Right. And there's some really harsh memes on Adam Levine, like taking oh, his shirt nice. off. Like they they roasted him. They yeah. didn't get him as bad as they got Demi Lovato, but we'll, we'll touch on that later. That's true. That's true. But they roasted him. We won't him touch on it. Pretty, pretty bad. But I mean, I I don't know. I thought I was for what I glanced at. I thought I was okay. Um, you know, it was very. Um, and this isn't meant to be beyond what it is, but it was just very vanilla. Yeah, like, like I said it last night, where I'm like the 
the Maroon Five, I imagine, put on a good show. If you go to see Maroon if Five, you, right? If you go for that, yeah. Right. Like if you go to a Maroon Five concert <laughs> at Toyota Center or whatever, I bet she will be love. Fucking gets girls sliding yeah, out of the, those. I will say that the fact that they open chairs. with, with the, she will be yeah. like, well, come on, y'all, you gotta slide into she will be love. Start yeah. with like moves with Jack or something. See, I don't even know the names of the songs, <laughs> and when people, say, I now know Adam Lambert, right? I didn't uh, know. I didn't, or see, that's Adam exactly. Lambert, more accentuate and <laughs> he's probably more fun. Now. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. He's the new Freddie that, Mercury. Yeah. See, um, but I th- I think Adam Levine as a musician is super talented. Like I heard him on Howard Stern. Like, and he he can play the guitar. And like yeah. I think he's super talented. He's got but some good falsetto. Yeah. But I think somebody. I think it was D. Snyder tweeted out like NFL. You play all these rock songs, all these metal songs in between breaks. Like, when are you going to play to your audience? Like, why are you playing Maroon Five? You know, right. you play you play rap and stuff like that too. Like in hip hop, why aren't you playing putting these guys? Obviously, there's controversy with that. But I mean, well, right. But it's like yeah. So Maroon Five is. It's cookie cutter safe, you know. Ever since Janet Jackson, it's been like really weird on who they've selected. Right. right. Um, and I think you know, you play all this all this music in the stadium. Why not play Metallica at halftime or, yeah. or whatever? Travis Scott, you know, whatever. The you amount know. of times they right. come back from break and Mo Bamba was yeah. playing it had to oh. be some record setting number. <laughs> every NFL game I watched yeah. this year, or not at, but like during every NFL game I watch, while they're still taking the field again from the timeout, it's I got oh. Well, the Patriots played it in the locker room. They had one of those big, huge boom boxes. Boom boxes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they were just they were playing it. It was it was pretty lit. But uh, yeah, I mean that guy's making some money now. I mean, oh yeah, just all it takes is one, right? Yeah. Now you said <laughs> right. you, you watched the full uh, halftime performance. I did. So from a musical standpoint, you said he had good falsetto. Was there? I, did it stand I, I out? Stand it? It. I, I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand it. I thought once Travis Scott came on, that was that was something that I was interested. I just recently discovered his music. I knew mm-hmm. I knew that he was repping Houston really hard with Astro World. Yeah. And um, that uh, I saw him give give homage to bringing the old school uh, rappers and, right. and giving them a gig. Yeah. Um, so I, I appreciated that. And then when Big Boy came out in that Cadillac, I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, ATL, give me more of that. One part uh, that I did like uh, with uh, Maroon Five was when they played together. Right. That was, okay, yeah. That was nice that that uh, that Travis Scott was playing with a real band. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, yeah wasn't yeah. it like because they kind of separated separated in increments, right? Like yeah. the Big Boy did his thing, Travis Scott did. Like I do like when they combine them all because I think we even talked about this the other day. Is that it's kind of cool to go to a show and not hear it with backup track. See when live musicians like right. there's yeah. there's something to be said that that is a whole different experience. Mm. I've seen some rap acts do that, and it's like it's so cool to see them do that with a live band. We were talking right. about it because I told him who his or who the other guest of the show was <laughs> and how Carlos had. To described you and so uh he was saying how much he respects i was like yeah dude i want to see more of that yeah and so, yeah agreed it's just it's expensive you know? oh yeah you know pay sure. pay musicians and it's you know they, they don't even use real drummers anymore yeah really? it's, it's it, i mean you hear the you know and I, I i don't listen i don't like to be old man like get off my lawn and <laughs> stuff but the way hip-hop is going right now it's like it's uh, with the mumble rap and and yeah. the tracks are just so boring and um it just it just makes me sad for well my daughter's twenty and she loves that stuff yeah know? but I'm just glad uh, like if y'all remember Boom ninety two mm-hmm. um, we would play that every I play that every morning taking her to move from uh, Houston to Pasadena driving, yeah and I would that's part of her education that's cool you know instead of all this. I don't even know who who they all are. Yeah, but, yeah. But what's the point? A lot of them want to sound alike. They sorry, all sound the same, man. Yeah, and it's it, nobody has identity, kind of. Yeah. In, this, in this generation, I guess. And I don't listen to a ton of rap, but what I do hear just from the pop forty or the top, you know, yeah. hip hop songs. I'm looking through a Spotify playlist. It does all sound kind of the same, you know. Yeah. And it's like, 
I, you know, I go back to the old school '90s, you know, hip hop, where you know, gangster rap, whatever you want to call it, like that. There's a difference in tone and in, in the way they, you know, they did it. And, right. Yeah. There's so. more story. Even, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like misogynistic and, and sure. r- really bad and sure. raunchy and stuff, you wouldn't play in front of grandma. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and that, not to segue back to my thing, but that's something. The instrumental versions of, of my songs, I take out the misogyny, I take out the the cussing, I take out all all of that, and cool. I I go to the uh, for me, the most musically important part of the rap is is that I'm sorry is the rap. Mm-hmm. So I take the rhythm of the rap right. and create a melody based upon that rhythm, and then put that over the chord changes of the song. So if you're if you're ahead and you know the song, mm-hmm. you can hear the rap, and the you know yeah. you can hear it. If, um, so. I don't know cool. who the audience is for this, but there's, there, yeah. I'm looking. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. It, it's a it's a very um, like listening to it. You it just feels new, even though it's it's a thing that it it outlasts rap or it came before it in right. terms of a, a band. But then to add it into that effect, it just re- it accentuates certain parts of songs that didn't mean as much back like when you hear it the first time. Right, and then like so when you hear the one with you and Paul Wall. It's just like it makes it like you're hearing a song you've heard a thousand times, especially growing up in Houston, like it's the first time. Right. So, yeah. Right. And you could add different things to it. You can, like, kind of interpret it different, too, live, right? I mean, you can change it up a little bit. and. Yeah, I, I add stuff that's not in there. I, I try and keep it pretty, you know, not like a straight cover. I mean, right. of course, it's not a straight cover because right. it's, it's, you know, got a, a Barry saxophone playing the, the yeah. rap, you know, or a flute or, you know, yeah. whatever. Right. But, um, you know, they're adding the, the melodic. Uh, melodic content adds a lot, and then I harmonize that line. Yeah. So it, it create it does create something new, um, but yeah, but still that. don't get like far off of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not completely different. People recognize right, that, but right. I dig that. That's so cool, right. man. Like right. that's there's definitely an audience for that because I you know like I said yeah that that's more entertaining to me than you yeah. know I talents worth talent, but that's more entertaining to me to go see live. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Expect, like like I'm a big fan of like live like mm-hmm. rap music with live instru- instrumentation like it's, yeah. it always will kill always will mm-hmm. kill when yeah. when people go on Fallon like rappers go on Fallon and they right. and they use the roots yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. they should use the roots like yeah, you got the roots right time. there I hate when they don't right. some rappers don't right yeah. but but you should use the roots every time you get the chance because you just rapping over those oh. real drums like you said like real drums you you can't like. Yeah. replicate that digitally and those guys are so talented anyways yeah. and, but they do a little bit on Saturday Night Live now too I've seen some acts go on there and uh, and do it with some live instruments and just it makes right. the whole thing it just it makes them a little more powerful right. to me you know because I mean a dude standing there to a track is not as exciting to me to right. watch to, is versus like a whole instrumentation and a whole thing right. going on for sure and you said that that's where you thought Travis Scott benefited with Maroon Five, right? On that that's, that's, halftime show. Yeah, because at first I was like, oh, he's got he's in this big stadium, he's got all these people, and he's got no band. And then like, oh, he's got a band, even though it's Maroon Five. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. but they they were rocking. Yeah. I just yeah. I just I, I, you know not that I don't like rock, but I just I stopped listening to that in the nineties yeah. when I when I became a jazz musician and started working as a jazz musician. That's what I listen to all the time. Right. The last couple of years, although I, I've been listening to Southside Classics for a long time, I mean, almost the only thing I listen to is is this, uh, d- you know, Dirty South Houston right. rap rap mm-hmm. music. And you know, I'm a college professor. I have to turn my I have to turn my subwoofer down when I get you know when I get on campus. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want you know the students like. Yeah. Well, You're gonna be known as a cool teacher, but not the cool, cool teacher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> Once you get tenure, though, it's all good, right? 
I'm adjunct, man. <laughs> yeah. So, at what like when did you get into to jazz? Were you into music before you got before you became a jazz musician? I, I grew up in a musical household. My yeah. mom sang and played music and, and wrote songs. Okay. Um, so I, there was always a piano there. When I was 11, I started playing trombone, and all of my uh, private teachers from then on also played jazz so i got introduced to, to big band and stuff when you right. know in like 87 okay year after i was introduced to the beastie boys nice so hip hip hop and jazz they went hand in hand i listened to both and uh, you know i didn't have a problem like oh i'm a you know how people uh click up in in high school with you know you listen to this music or right you listen yeah. to this music it's like no i, I like uh, most of it you know just not polka, yeah. <laughs> not a polka guy. Not a weird owl I mean, polka guy. Well, it was one well, year. When you talk weird owl, that's that's a different thing. That's that's another level. How do you mean? Uh, I, I, there's a special place in my heart for oh, okay. weird owl. Man. <laughs> the guy's talented. I oh, yeah. him doing some stuff. Yeah, but he kind of leads into. I saw a couple like uh, I guess what they call nerdcore rap. And I don't know if you've seen those guys like <laughs> MC Chris. nerdcore. No. Yeah, they rap about Star Wars stuff. And I, I saw I, MC Chris live. Like it's pretty good. Like that's that. Check it out. It's like, actually okay. not a terrible song it's definitely dorky but it's it's not bad <laughs> wow yeah, there's a whole thing so check it out i'll say this and he's better than i could ever be at the job so take me for whatever that's worth okay uh if you ever have someone tell you that mark ribley or ribley yeah. is good yeah don't don't, don't believe him don't believe don't him. the producer right no <laughs> he's whatever he yeah. is dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he was on howard stern yeah he's a i listen to howard a lot but he's a producer and like he did the song with uh miley right is did he? he? I, I don't know. Oh, no, you're, I think you might no, be thinking Mark, of Ro- Mark, Mark Ronson. Ronson. Okay, which is good. Talented. Yes. <laughs> so Mark Rebelly, I know the name. He's a he's like a comedy DJ, EDM DJ. Oh, EDM. Uh, he makes like viral. Yeah, he has a lot of viral videos right. where he's like he's he's surrounded by his keyboards and his and his uh, turntables and shit and like the the lyrics are pretty much like. Let me rub your ass and titties and like it's just that over and over and so. Okay. Like his live meant show, to be funny. Like, yeah, yeah, his live not, his live show is dick jokes and bass drops <sighs> and poop jokes. Hold on, there's poop jokes as well. Oh well, well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I still laugh at fart jokes and poop jokes these That's days. Occasionally, I mean, it's still funny. I think it's I'm still not gonna pay thirty dollars for it. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna pay thirty dollars no. for no. it. And then also, it's like a, like a joke. Is funny, but then when you drag it along, when you have eighteen oh, jokes around the same, yeah, it's like a fifteen-minute song. It's like Nick Swartz, like three to four right. drops. Wow, yeah. yeah, it'd be like if um, if we Dane weren't making Cook, money to be there, we wouldn't have been there. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if Dane Cook just kept doing like EDM music and kept saying the word sandwich, <laughs> sandwich. Oh, he didn't do EDM, did he? Dane, Dane Cook, no. Thank God. Nah, he was bad enough as it was. No. Nah. Nah, <laughs> Dan Cook right now is just known for um, dating a yikes young chick. Like, <laughs> like, oh, shit, like just 18. Like, a little stranger ting. Good old Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's normal there. So then when did you, when did you pick up and, and decide that you were going to make music? Well, I, I knew in high school I wanted to major in music in, in college. I, actually, I wanted to be a professional uh, trombonist, uh, like, classical trombonist it, it was my dream to be in the Houston uh, not Houston Symphony uh, Chicago okay. so Chicago's you know one of the big big biggest best and um, and then uh, not not that everybody will get this but uh, when I had to learn tenor clef which is like a, a whole different way of reading you know it's just it's just a different 
different thing i just shut down i was like i'm gonna play jazz and i was already taking i didn't take piano lessons until i was 18 okay um and i was already taking piano i really deep down wanted to play trombone i uh, play i keep saying trombone because i play trombone <laughs> but i I, uh, I i really wanted to play jazz but i didn't understand it it was like secret handshake you wow. know? yeah um and and it's like that for listeners too i think um you know at first so when did it click for you that it was something that you could make or something that you could do? Uh, well, I started working when I was 18, yeah. um, doing uh, big band gigs, and it, back when Astroworld was open, playing playing those Dixieland, you remember, with the, the little hat and the bow tie? I got to do that a number of times, um, and that, that was real fun. And, and then I went to my dark period and stopped working and right. kind of went off the grid and mm-hmm. a little time off for bad behavior. And right. Did your own thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just working for the state. You know. <laughs> so then, what, what when you got out, when you got out of that state? Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's what, when things clicked. I I, yeah. I got um um I got into the University of Houston actually for the wrong reasons. I was Uh-oh. I I had a car that needed new transmission, <laughs> and I I thought if I go to the university, I can get a student loan. <laughs> and so I did. Yeah. <laughs> and then I kept borrowing money. I got a bachelor's in 08, uh, 10. I got a master's. And did you fix the car? 50, I did fix the <laughs> oh, car. Okay. I did fix the car. <laughs> I still feel like it, it was legit because you, you, know, you need transportation to get yeah. to the school. Right. Sure. Um, yeah. So I justified it. And $105,000 later... Um, I'm qualified for a lot more jobs. Right, but. right. Now I can, I can work part-time at a university and teach right. one class and... Uh, uh, at that rate, I'll I'll pay back the money in a couple thousand years. There you go. <laughs> so, is the word restitution that they, they should <laughs> they should pay you for teaching? But yeah, like towards the long, a little bit of a thou- couple thousand dollars off your yeah. loan every every semester. Right. You know. So nice. What are all the instruments that you can play? Well, piano, trombone, and I sing. Okay. Yeah. So definitely the most musically proficient guest we've ever had on the show. And then I saw yeah. on your IG bio that you have skee-ball in there as well. I love oh. skee-ball. <laughs> yeah, I, I learned how to play skee-ball actually um, in New Jersey. Is there a um, trick my, to it? Well, uh, that's just, it wasn't a, yeah, you got to have, you know, technique. Yeah. And it, definitely it's bouncing patience. it off the side in the right place. And um, yeah, my Uncle Hank had a... a Everybody should have an Uncle Hank, by the way. Yeah. So, so my Uncle Hank had a, a ice cream parlor, and uh, on the boardwalk. I want an Uncle Hank now. Back when yes. the boardwalk wasn't like nasty like it is now. Right. Um, the Jersey Shore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I learned. I learned down there. So Dave and Buster's and stuff hate you because you, you go take all their tickets. Dave and Buster's is so overpriced. I, yeah. I, I, I unless yeah, I know someone, I'm not going there. What about barcades? You go with the barcades. I mean, obviously, you know, yeah. Do no. you go to those because they're not always maintained properly, and so those are the kind um, of wonky ones, right? Hmm. No, I. You know, the only the only bar that I go to to play games is, is Poison Girl because of their yeah. pinball selection. Yeah, okay, one. nice. Yeah, um, they do. Well, you, when you say wonky, like, you, or not well-maintained, do you mean, like, like you could cheat them, do you think? <laughs> or Yeah, like, okay. yeah, like a, sure. Like a tilted fucking... Uh, yeah, like, I mean, those are all designed to cheat. They're all half free play now. You can cheat them, but, like, yeah. you know, there's they're not, like, obviously, they're also, you may not get a ball back, and you may start, yeah. with, <laughs> start with, like, seven, you may end up with only five, and you're like, well, I guess I can't get a high score, but... Yeah. yeah. yeah so, like, the basketball games, they, they all come out flat. Yeah, the balls are all flat. <laughs> How these even roll to me? Yeah, it bounces off the backboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so then you so you got into jazz and then 
you started you started performing in Houston around eighteen. Uh, or? Yeah, in eighteen, playing like society gigs, tuxedo okay. gigs, mm -hmm. and and then the you know the fancy tuxedo gigs with the hat um, and the banjo <laughs> and the tuba. And then you broke off into your own. Yeah, I, st I started working like as a soloist, um, you know, playing like restaurant gigs and uh, getting into weddings and stuff. I'd say um, 2000, uh, 2000, well, 2003, actually, before I stopped. Um, in my, well, I keep alluding to, you know, I, I, I got clean and sober. Right. Um, yeah, I got in, you. In, in 2003. So I, there was a period where I was, I was, uh, you know, my, of course I'm going to work at a wine bar where I get a, you know, free booze at that, that that stopped by the way you know there's yeah. still you know it's one of the biggest ones in town um tasting room mm -hmm. and uh you know uh, that was my first steady gig yeah of all and and then uh you know getting you know having a band like uh, my first cd uh second cd having a sextet having horns uh which is you know that that wasn't hard enough, so I thought I'd move to a fifteen-piece <laughs> yeah, band and course. see about you know paying them for rehearsal and for for gigs. See how many personalities you can manage at once. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like that split. You leave your class. You're like, all right, guys. This has been fun. We've got fifteen more people to uh, instruct. To, yeah, they already yeah. know what they need to do. It's a matter of getting them to do it. And then if you want to <laughs> see me downtown, I'll go by Chocolate Daddy, and I will be you know <laughs> playing some music. <laughs> I'll be the gold guy yeah. uh, with the hat in front. <laughs> uh, by the way, I, I liked uh, Laura. I lo oh, thanks. I love that track and uh, and your Billy Joel cover. The, uh, oh, she, yeah. She, I like what you brought to it. Yeah, I did it a lot different than Billy Joel <laughs> yeah. did. It's like 10 minutes long and goes into free jazz at one point on the sax solo. It's, but it is dope. It yeah. is very dope. Uh, so then at what point do you become from a solo artist to Doc Loke and the Swing is where we're at right now? That's about um, five or six years ago. I, I, I came up with this idea and I think I got it from uh, the pianist Jason Moran. He's a uh, you know HSPVA grad doing really I mean he's he's something else and uh, he came and did a clinic with a, a mini disc player mm. playing Mandarin he had re recorded Mandarin at the uh, uh, airport and he transcribed that like he created it's this similar thing he I didn't just like create this mm -hmm. and I think I you know I have to give credit to him he he, he made songs off of this this language he didn't even understand Okay. Um, and then uh, I didn't get the name until about a year ago. My my friend uh, my friend Glenn Ackerman my, uh, plays bass for me, and um, he said that I'm uh, equal parts street and equal parts <laughs> conservatory. And so Doc Doc you know Doc for the doctorate right. Loke that that was uh, um, a, a a nickname I had for my friends in Fifth Ward. So when I got out of prison and stopped selling dope, they said I loked out of the game. Yeah. My name's Henry Henny Loke. Okay. So I dropped the Henry Doc Loke. So. And that's the first time I've explained that because I, 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 I don't, you know, I, I know that some of my students like search my name and stuff, yeah. and yeah, and I, I, you know, I'm, I've I've had some interviews before, but it's like, um, you know, they're not going to see this one. I don't think. I don't. I don't believe <laughs> they, so. They, if they do, if I they apologize do, ahead hey, of time. No, I'm still it, sorry to your grandmother. And no, they'll clock out when they see me chugging that Clamato. That guy's not, not having a good time. That sets, yeah. that sets the tone, right? They're like, oh, it's one of those shows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you should be wearing a hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His hair's everywhere. Why is he wearing a fucking <laughs> Where hat? Where is this yeah. gentleman's hat? <laughs> <laughs> Ugly bastard. So, so then when did it occur to you to, to, to take the classics that you like and, and make them more big band style? Yeah. 
Um, I'd say about five or six years ago. Yeah. And I started with the Paul Wall, um, and I told my friend Dan Workman, uh, who's my co-producer. And, right. Uh, Dan Dan actually knows Paul Wall. That's how, uh, it, you know, the connection. They work on the Grammys, you know, Texas Grammys. Right. And, you know, Paul Wall's involved in the Grammys, and uh, Dan's a, a, you know, he's he's a he's a badass. Yeah. Um, he uh, he's the one. He just recently sold Sugar Hill last year. Okay. Nice. Um, so it's that guy. <laughs> and when when Very I nice told studio. him this idea, and we. We've been. I've probably been friends with Dan for about ten years or or so at the time. And yeah. when I told him this idea, he said, "That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be a part of that." And I, and like that got me through a lot of stuff over the years when I because yeah. this is no small undertaking at all. Right. Um, it took a long time for me to write the first big band chart, um, and then less time to do the draped up. Um, the uh, I think it's an octet or a nonet, eight or nine piece. And um, then, then I got a grant last last year from Houston Art Alliance, which is what you know gave me the push, uh, the backing to do right. what we did, you know, the recording last year and what we're going to re- release. Do you write next all the month. music for every part, <sighs> everything? Wow, cool. There's no improvising right. in 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 Doc Loke and the Swangers. Everything is written written down like even live shows like do you I don't know yet we have you know this is our first yeah. live show I, I I I I thought of throwing in some treats you know I'm telling them right. we're going to do we're going to do eight songs um and uh, uh there there's some stuff that I have written that I don't have rights for that I thought of maybe just sliding in sure. there's a big mode uh medley that I wrote and yes. and when I called um Rec Shop Records they very quickly shut me down um, That's so unfortunate. Like, it, it it really is. Um, and how receptive was Paul Wall to the idea? Because I mean, he, they, they re, you know he, he got on the track and, and yeah. laid it down for y'all. Yeah. So we we sent him the the big band version, and and uh, he he told Dan that he'd do it, and it you know took a couple months or whatever. But then it, it's funny they ran the story that I got. They ran into each other at the, in Austin at the Texas Grammys. Uh, Dan sees that Cadillac just <laughs> fly by him, right? And in the like in the morning, he got in his inbox the 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 vocals. Nice. Um, and uh, when when the Houston Chronicle wrote an article for me um, about about the project last summer, Paul Wall was quoted in the article like Dan, nice. uh, Andrew Dansby called Paul Wall and 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 he had like some wonderful things to say like he, he was like I, I need to get on this you know awesome. and awesome. and when I, I I saw him at a um, Johnny Dang's one day and I when you were I've seen him fitted a for your times. grill I already had it actually <laughs> uh, I almost wore it um, but again I don't want my family to know I have a gold Fair grill um, <laughs> and they yeah. Carlos would have wore his but he didn't want uh, residual Clamato in it yeah no, <laughs> for sure for sure I would have taken it out before I drank yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah he was he was I mean I already thought he just he looked seemed like a nice guy right mm-hmm. but in, in person I mean he's definitely you know he's the people champ that's that's why that's it fits you yeah know? He, he it's not just real, a name yeah. he was real real generous um, you know being in that article and saying you know telling telling the truth and just right. to to read it you know it, it's another thing that I, I should probably have it on the wall like the big <laughs> quote of just cut me out but, yeah. but have like what Paul Wall says right. and be like you're doing the right thing Henry you're doing the you know keep keep at it that's so. amazing that's <laughs> like uh, Mac Miller rest in peace but yeah. at Mac Miller's house because Jay Z I think it total has like a hundred tweets yeah. total <laughs> ever, yeah. And so one of the tweets he kind of just went on a roll of like artists that he thought were good, and one of them was like, 
it, it mentions a couple other people, but it says Mac and them. And he had that tweet no, framed yeah, yeah, and hung like in his J- house. J-Rock, schoolboy, blah, 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 <laughs> yeah. dot, Mac Miller's dope, too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Cool. He hung that yeah, one up he's... in his house. Yeah. Yeah, because so, that's like Prince saying you can sing well. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. So we have a shirt that's called the Trill Supper, right? We had to pick like 13 Houston representatives. Yeah. And it's very hard to do. How did you pick those eight oh, salt? Yeah, there we go. That's one of the hardest parts of the thing because yeah. it's like, you know, do I, do I pick K Reno? Do I pick stuff right. that people don't, you know? Mm-hmm. Do I pick the stuff that's 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 chart toppers? And I mean, that's kind of what I went with. But, you know, this, this is just, I, I mean, in my mind, this is just the first one. Right, yeah. Um, it would take a long time to cover thoroughly. But, you know, uh, I, I really picked the stuff that I knew the best. Right. Um, and, and I was listening to my playlist because I, I, I think I have like 100 songs or more on, on my little iTunes playlist that I tried. Mm-hmm. And the order just kept switching and switching. And it's like, it's, I, I just, at one point, I had to make a decision. It's like, look, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Because I, I, I didn't write most of the summer. That's when I was going to do all the writing was last summer. Right. And I, I'm a, you know, I'm an old per- procrastinator from, <laughs> from way back. Um, but, it, you know, I just had to, just had to pick one and then pick the next one. And right. once I got done, you know, pick the next one, so... Do you have a method to get you out of procrastination, or is it, just, it happens when it happens? <laughs> Actually, uh, I have a I have a mood disorder, which okay. is uh, makes life uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I have bipolar, and and it usually you know when I come out of that, I, I have just tons of creative energy, right? And and I try and like I tell my therapist, I I like to use my superpowers for good, right? And and uh, that that it helps, yeah. You know, and and what I forget, composing for me is an antidepressant okay and it's like it's one of the things in my life that i forget that makes me feel good that i don't do to excess like those you know like like food or sex or you know spending Mm -hmm. or gambling or whatever there's those things that are are able to pull you out of that valley or like that or whatever that that feeling is at the moment you're like i know these are some of the things that i do that do help with that feeling yeah and it's you just forget and then you start it up again and you're like i should have done this like two months ago yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I can't. I don't fully understand, so I don't want to pretend to. Right. And obviously, I never compose any music, so I can't pretend to do that either. Yeah, <laughs> I could pretend it just would yeah. come out. Sounds hard. Use man. big pencils. That's big okay. pencils. Yeah. I would use big pencils. All right, so. There you go. And so it covers like lines and spaces at the same time. <laughs> it's like spreading your food around to make it look like you <laughs> eat it. There's a, there's a lot. There's a lot on here. I guess. I guess it's good. So, yeah. so what eight songs did you go with? You you got draped up. You got sitting sideways. Okay, I brought this for a reason. I knew <laughs> I'd forget. Um, so, um, oh, that reminds me of something else I want to tell you, um, which is very very fresh. Um, so there's there's going to be nine. Okay. Um, sitting sideways. The the one that we already released uh, featuring Paul Wall and Big Pokey. Then on my block. Scarface, okay. you already know Big Hawk, Twenty Five Lighters, DJ DMD, Draped Up, which which you already mentioned, uh, Swangin' and Bangin' by ESG, Back Back by Lil O, mm. Wanna Be a Baller, Lil Troy, and then end them with a this hasn't been released yet is the Sitting Sideways instrumental version. Nice. So it'll be a nine a collection of nine songs. Nice. Okay. Nice. 
Yeah. And this is a 15 piece, you said? 15. Or? Actually, um, it's going to be 16. Okay. It, it normally is 15, but my friend in Austin, uh, we were speaking yesterday, uh, Andre Hayward, he's actually a rather famous trombone player in the big band world. He, okay. He, he's he's going to be playing with the Count Basie band soon. He plays with the Ellington band, was nice. with Lincoln Center. I mean, and then a lot of the more uh, modern, I mean, he's... He's a bad dude, and he's going to play. Because I realized I can't play piano and trombone at the same time. Not not very <laughs> I well. tried. <laughs> In the studio, I played trombone, and then I went back and overdubbed piano. But I, right. I was like, oh, I can't really do that. So, right. Yeah, yeah, so it'd be 60 musicians. Yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. nice. What I was going to say about those tracks, though, I went to the screw shop for the first time. I was just about to ask you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I, I talked to DJ Red. It looks like there's going to be a slowed and chopped version, too. That's awesome. Cool. Do you have like a like a uh, timetable on that or? Well, uh, honestly, I'm still waiting on rights for <laughs> a lot of, for like five more of right. these. So I'm I'm you know fortunately got a really smart good lawyer working on it, and um, <laughs> fingers crossed because it's, it's it's already mastered. Right. So uh, I gotta be crushed. to get out. I gotta be crushed, but it's it's gonna be released on St. Patrick's Day. And right. Okay. That's that's when the concert is. Mm-hmm. Over at the Preston Theater. Preston Theater. One time for yeah. Preston Theater. This is actually a very nice theater. Yeah, it's cool. They do comedy sports there, and um, uh, it, it's a real nice venue. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked on a musical before. That's where we practiced because there were dancers. They got a, like a ballet type room in there. Cool. Yeah. Nice. So, what are some of your musical influences? J.J. Uh, Johnson on trombone, Bill Evans on piano, uh, Gil Evans, the the arranger. Um, Miles Davis, uh, love John Coltrane. I mean, all the all the dead jazz musicians. You know, I li- <laughs> like I like a lot of the usual suspects. Um, yeah. But I, I wrote my uh, thesis on Bill Evans and his influence on uh, jazz piano. Okay. That's on YouTube. You know, um, if you got like forty five minutes and a, a real interest on, um, you know, theory yeah. and the octatonic <laughs> scale and. You know, I, re- I, I know you. You know, you, you, your people are That's, into that. Right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I I like Miles the thing Davis. Is, yeah, he's he, to me he, he was more than just a musician. He was co- almost like a comedian in a sense. I have uh, one of his records live at Coconut Creek. Yeah, and he has like a good like five minutes of just stand up. It feels like I've never heard that. <laughs> oh man, it's that. great. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, he. The cool thing about Miles, he was he was a part of like every right. musical movement from bebop to 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 hip hop. Right, he was always there. You know, a lot of like Bill Evans kind of did the same thing his whole career, and but I mean he got better and did beautiful things. And Coltrane went on this uh, you know trajectory where he he went outside and like. He went kind of interplanetary, but but Miles was just he he always had a knack for picking uh, picking the new talent. Yeah, um, and you know, and they they would go on and do big things if you were the Miles Davis band, pretty much. I, I admittedly do not know enough about jazz. Um, I know I read to it. Yeah. Yeah, kind of blue. Like if that's what I always recommend to my students. Like if you were to start, if you had one album, Miles Davis, Kind of Blue. It's very accessible. It's not, you know, it's not real crazy, and it's super chill. Like, yeah, good to read too. Okay, nice. Yeah, it's got roots in like all these other music, you know, metal to, to an extent, and there's like you know, jazz and R and B. Like all there's there's roots in jazz and like a lot of music that I right. that I've read. You know, I don't know enough about it either, but uh, you know, I can see like you know Zeppelin have roots of. 
of jazz and their and their music too and things like that. So it's kind of kind of goes through all music, I would think. You know. Yeah. Who's that band that's the new Greta Van Fleet? Greta Van Fleet, the <laughs> fake Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I, I haven't heard <laughs> oh. any other music. Is it? Is I call it like a five foot two Led Zeppelin. Those guys yeah. are all tiny. They're, they're good. It does. They get a bad rap because they are bad rap because they do sound like Zeppelin. The guy's got that falsetto voice. I mean, he's close to Robert Plant. Nobody can duplicate that. Right. They're, they're talented. Right. Their songs are good. Um, but they're now like trying to separate themselves from that. Like and people are like, no, no, no. This is the bed you made. You got to yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zeppelin now. Now, now you're right. Zeppelin. Now you can't be something else. You want to go ah? Yeah. No, all your songs. <laughs> We're gonna call you on it. Yeah. It's all spacey and you know about giant mushrooms and stuff. You know that kind of thing. That's what's up. That's how what's many subgenres of jazz are there, and how many do you actually consider oh, jazz? Oh, good grief. <laughs> I don't. That's, yeah, that's, that's a, a lot. That's oh. a tough one. Um, be weirder if you came back to like right when he asked. You're like, oh, dude, there's 56 subgenres, only five of them are real. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I like what some actually a lot of the guys coming out in Houston are doing. Um, uh, like uh, Glasper, Robert Glasper, where, where he's taking hip hop and R and B and just melding a lot of right. things together. And it's you know, def- I, I saw him recently, and he. He's such a jokester, man. He was telling all these musical jokes, and then he started rapping. Like he's he's working with Common now. Okay, nice. Like he, he's touring with Common. And I mean, that's not. He, yeah, they I have mean, a band together. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And you know, and he's been playing with rappers for a long time. But um, you know that that's that's what I've seen. And um, you know, and I, I try to listen to more stuff than just this rap for my quote homework. Right. You know. <laughs> um, but. Uh, you know, I, 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 uh, what James Francis, uh, he, I think he, um, I mean, he recently released an album that's that's amazing, and I don't, I don't know, I, I, I just, I'm getting off on a tangent, but the, you know, I just think of the 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 idea when when people say jazz is dead, you know, and it's like uh, it's not not you know it's you know some some people's are stuck in tradition and i was for a long time but i'm obviously not right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of breaking you know breaking some new territory what broke you out of tradition oh well i got i've got two cds that are really good and nobody's bought them so you know part of me looked at this part of me is calculated it's like right. the, these i'm picking hits that have sold millions and you know uh, I, I've, I've, to me, it, it's it's not a lot to, to the big artists, but uh, last year uh, from from uh, July to December, I got like a thousand spins of the two Paul, uh, of the two Doc Loke songs, right? And like that's a lot for me because like <laughs> I look at my other CD that's been out ten years <laughs> now, and it's and it doesn't have a thousand. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, it doesn't even register. You can't even. Yeah. You know, Spotify didn't bother sending you the. No, uh, they didn't, no I didn't get. No, yeah, right. I saw you. you yeah. You had the like it was like almost like like what I think the thousand hours worth of spins, uh, ten countries. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like big enough to fill some country I'd never heard of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. They they know how to make a person feel, you know, better about you know not not having a millions of spins. Yeah, we, we all can't be Travis Scott. No, it's just no. what it is. To be fair, no one's listened to Josh's album either. That's right. And I, was, I was in a band once. It's called Scriptundo. Um, oh, I did we, not mean to. What kind, I didn't of, know what kind of music did y'all we, we play? We were a cover band. Oh, okay. We were oh, not very yeah. good, but you know, you get to, oh, total cover. Or was there someone oh, yeah, y'all were? No, we never. What tried. kind of music did y'all cover? I mean, rock. We covered. Okay. We covered. Uh, I mean, anything from 
you know, Smashing Pumpkins to, to the Beatles to uh, Marvin Gaye. I mean, we were playing a little bit of everything, you know. What was y'all's free bird? Like, <laughs> uh, it was uh, probably Let's Get It On. Did, nice. It was Free Bird. And some Journey. Yeah, we didn't play Free Bird. Because yeah. we, we, we would just keep going on a tangent. Mm. And, and then we'd have uh, the bartender come in from the place where he'd come in and do like a rap over it. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was really terrible college music. It, was, you know, yeah, it got good. you by. It got me yeah. by. It was, well, good, it was a good small time in my life. What did you play? Bass. Okay. Nice. Very poorly. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't pick it up. I, I literally started as a. They these guys played instruments. We were, they always came to my bar. And they're like, we should start a band. I'm like, cool. I'll go buy a bass tomorrow and learn to play. <laughs> and I learned to play ACDC. There uh, we go. We're off and running. That's awesome. Right. Play some chords. Right. And um, that's is that pre YouTube tutorials? Uh, yeah. It was. I mean, it's pre YouTube tutorials. So I would just picked up tabs and I would learn to play off the tabs. Yeah. So I taught myself how to play, you know, some chords on bass. And, right. You know. <laughs> want to pick up? I got like seven guitars at home that we were that we have now. So one day my son's going to learn how to play guitar, but he won't be learning for me. So there you <laughs> go. <laughs> His uncle plays guitar really well, so he'll learn. There we me. go. And what did you say the name of the band was? Scrotundo. That's what I was afraid yeah. of. Cross right. between uh, rotund and scrotum. Yeah. Oh, and okay. had a lot in it, and uh, it was great. Yeah. And boom, you're, you're and booked. A lot, at, uh, you're a, lot booked. Of, a lot of the real bands in Waco were like, oh, you guys like make money because you do covers. I'm like, I guess. I don't, I don't know. We don't really make any money. We play yeah. our own bar all the time. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, we book ourselves yeah, a lot. We, yeah. I, we're I, booked. I, ran, I ran the bar. I was yeah. booking. So I was like, well, we're going to play this day and this day. We're going to play Homecoming Weekend. You know, we Smart. Yeah, we pay us How long did that last? About two years. Then we broke up. Okay. That's a, that's a lot longer yeah. than most bands, honestly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Did you ever find yourself in like in a medium between between uh, yourself and Doc Loke? Was there any bands that you were in? Oh, I was in a lot of different bands. I, I was in Los Granales. Um, I was in a lot of funk groups. Um, okay. I was in a Tejano band that played uh, Tejano music and funk music. They're called TJ Funk. <laughs> so they could play like the traditional um, uh, Hispanic, uh, like Mexican wedding stuff. Right. You know, play in the Tejano and then play like Tower of Power and, and you know, average white band, you know, playing, yeah. playing that kind of stuff. Um, for for dancing, that was a lot of fun. I was in, I was in a ska band in 1997, 98 at John Q Public, which nobody knows who they are, and that's okay. It's actually I don't really remember much of it, but <laughs> it was fun. I remember that. I remember that whole ska thing. Ska was huge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was fun. Like ten years later, or more than ten years later, playing keyboard for uh, Los Carnales. Yeah, because that's I was like a rock star well, playing so with that. I know I've heard of them, and uh, I got somebody who was you know, playing with them. Like, buddies of mine was a drummer with them or something like that. But yeah, um, but yeah, th- that kind of leads me to like ska was big, and then you had like Cherry Pop and Daddies, the big band, like had a little run, right? You know, back then it was kind of cool. I even I learned to uh, to dance to that swing dance. Yeah, I learned yeah, to swing yeah, dance yeah, with yeah. that okay. back in high school. Yeah, you learned the Cherry Pop and Daddies. Cherry Pop and Daddies. All right, that's a name drop you didn't expect. I did not. No, <laughs> bringing it. Cherry Pop and Daddies sounds like uh, the group R. Kelly started. Uh, oh, <laughs> speaking uh, of name drops, uh, speaking of name drops, Josh, I've. Would be remiss if I didn't ask you to uh, at least let us know what these beers were that have been open so far because all three have almost been ran through. Yeah, we, uh, I, once we got past the Clamato, they easily not have Clamato in them. Yeah, well, I've been. They could if you want. They could. Uh, this actually, the first one we had that's not labeled is a beer called Baja Bound. It'll be uh, hitting the market uh, later this 
next couple months. It's a 5.7% lager. It's called okay. Pacific Lager because we're in San Diego. So it's supposed to you know, be easy drinking and uh, light and think about being on a beach somewhere. So mm-hmm. it's pretty it was pretty chill. I liked it. Um, second it's, one. It's pretty good after Clamato. Yeah, I mean, I would hope most things are. <laughs> yeah, it washed yeah, it yeah. down. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it would go with, well with Clamato. Uh, the second one is uh, West Coast IPA, which most people know what that beer is, but this is actually the OG version. Okay. This is the original recipe. 7%, uh, five hops, the whole thing. We Four years ago, three years ago, we went back to uh, double IPA and we changed the recipe uh, to much people's. We're not happy about that. So now we're going back to the original with our new branding on it. So it's a little bit more of a shout out to San Diego. Um, so it's uh, definitely piney and resiny and all those things you love about an IPA. And the right. last one is from our other brewery we own called Alpine uh, Beer Company. And it's, this beer is called HFS. Which uh, stands for, if Texas is asking, hoppy for sure, but it really stands for holy fucking shit. Um, nice. It's a 6.5% uh, IPA. It won a bronze medal a couple years ago at GABF. Nice. Uh, it's the Brewmaster's, one of his first uh, recipes on his own. And, and mm. as the story goes from what I hear, uh, somebody smelt the beer one day and goes, holy fucking shit. And that's where the name came from. So, <laughs> so yeah, pretty, pretty Some easy. Some of them write themselves. Yeah, so these will all be around uh, as we kind of relaunch and rebrand uh, after some Yeah, so I happen. see the new labels. Yeah. yeah how long nice. did you say, how long ago did you say? Uh, West Coast was changed into the double IPA? I think it was like three years ago. Twenty, I want to say 2014, 2015. Okay, was it always the same hop bill or did that change as well? Uh, no, we changed the hop bill. Uh, okay. We went to Citra Hops um, okay. at some point because we had trouble. I, I think it was getting Amarillo back in the day. So we went mm-hmm. to Citra Hops and of course Citra has become one of the prominent hops in the beer mm-hmm. the beer world. Um, and now we've gone back to, is, I mean, pretty much to a T to the closest recipe we could. Um, yeah. Because it, it fluctuated from 7% to 7.2. Then almost, then we went to double. I mean, sometimes it was at 7.9. And yeah. Whatever. But this is what people want. This is what people remember. This is a lot of, uh, this started a lot of love affairs with IPA for right. people. So this is uh, kind of a, and we, we call it OG because it was the one that kind of put us on the map or it did put us on the map as a brewery. Uh, it's got their one. Yeah, 16 years <laughs> old. So bringing it back. Um, no, sorry. Uh, I was asking if it, uh, the hot bill changed just because I remember the top or the the top uh, the tap handle mm-hmm. uh, used to list uh, pretty much it was all the C's and so yeah, like, yeah Columbus Cascade Centennial Citra um, yeah I did a little bit and I mean obviously the malt bill changed because you got a more malt into it to make the ABV higher yeah um, but yeah we did change a little bit we tweaked the recipe when it moved to a double uh, we had tweaked tweaked it before to a Citra hop and we changed the recipe a little bit and now it's back to where it was and. Um, still 95 IBU, so it's still like it's still pretty hoppy. Yeah. yeah, I shared a really good review that Full Pint did the other day on uh, my Facebook page that just kind of really talking about how surprised they were that this beer was re- reminding them of going back and how it's still dank and like it kind of punches you in the mouth of hops right. a little unbalanced you know because everybody looks for balance now like it's all about New England IPAs right now about you know juicy and hazy so you almost don't taste the hops and. This still, I mean, if you like hops, this is boom, it's right there. Yeah. But it's still balanced where you can still drink a whole pint and not feel like you got to drink a sip of water. Right. Yeah. I, that's what, uh, that it is, like you said, it started a lot of love affairs with um, with IPAs in general, but the West Coast specifically did that for a lot of people in a, yep. in a large kind of window of time. And so, like, my just starting getting into the craft beer industry like four years ago, it was still West Coast IPAs that introduced you to the idea because they're just they're almost so aggressively <laughs> everything you're like uh, yeah. these are the characteristics of an IPA and yep. so then it kind of allows you like if you already are cool with that you tone down sure and so but then also you seek those out yeah often. I mean West Coast took what the English did with the IPAs and basically just flipped it on its head as we you know typical American stuff right yeah. we we take it and make it way more brash and aggressive right mm-hmm. so that's what we did in the West Coast and so we put a bunch of hops we dry hop all of our beers and and, and I mean 
this is not a beginner's IPA by any means. If you are afraid of bitterness, this right. is not something you want to jump into. You'll probably hate it. And I've had many people tell me that when I taste them <laughs> in stores. They're like, this is the worst beer ever made. I'm like, thanks. I'll go tell the brewmaster. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, you know. let, me, let me write that down real yeah. quick. Uh, Could you say that further from my, my yeah. cam right here? Because I get paid. Yeah. I get that all the time. They're like, they're like, you know what you guys should do this beer? I'm like, yeah, hold on. Let me get, let me get a pencil so I can tell the guys who make this professionally what, what we should yeah. do with this beer. You like, got be like, hey, you know what you should have done on that verse? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah man. <laughs> hold on. Let me write that down. Uh, you yeah. were coming out a little flat on that uh, ninth bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Thanks, bud. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll take that to heart. Yeah. Uh, but no, you mentioned um, it's going to be part of the new rollout. Yeah. Um, that's already kind of going at the moment. Kind of. Right? It's in, in Texas, its process. Well, in SoCal, it is. Yeah, we're in a process here in Texas where we're transitioning packaging to all cans. So these are just sample bottles. Uh, draft is starting to roll through, so we have like we'll have some new West Coast coming in. Um, so by mid to you know, I'd say late early March, we'll have should everything transitioned over where it's right. the new portfolio and you know there's a lot of the same beers, but you know new branding like this is pretty sharp. You know, it's, yeah, it's um, we didn't really have an identity as a brand before. And uh, I think that uh, you just had to know our beer was good. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. everybody knew Green Flash, and, and like the old logo, you know, was uh, you know this this half flash, and nobody right. knew. First of all, what a Green Flash was, and second of all, they're like, is that a pot leaf? I'm like, no, but no, sure. right. but, uh, whatever makes whatever you, makes you feel cool it. about yeah, drinking yeah, yeah. our yeah. beer. <laughs> but then, so we had to explain what a Green Flash was, and and now we've got a little toast on here that talks about what it is, and the logo looks a little bit better. You can understand that it's a you know certain phenomenon when the sun sets in the West yeah. Coast and all that <laughs> stuff. Uh, but yeah, so I think it'll be good, and I, I think that branding and cans just in general in Texas right. is kind of state. Yeah. you got to have cans, and so... Um, it'll be good. We got a good core portfolio. We got a we got a New England IPA. And, okay, oh, good for you guys. Yeah, yeah. You're reaching oh, the other coast. Look at that. Somehow you're you're growing up and um, <laughs> and getting more immature at the same time. It's, yeah, it's one of those all, take dude. two steps forward, one step back. Right. I mean, look, it was a good beer. What's cool about what we do with ours, though, it's it's it, we had a, a certain yeast, a Bretois yeast, that actually created oh, yeah. hazeness. So. Um, but yeah, we we changed that up, and we we still got our blonde. Yeah, we still got our two IPAs, and the Alpine's like all IPA focus because that's what they do best. And you know, if uh, anybody your listeners or, or watchers know who Russian River is, Alpine's got the reputation of Russian River in Southern California. They were uh, actually an article came out on uh, Beer Advocate. Um, they were the second mm-hmm. highest ranked beer ahead of Lone Pine yellow rose mm. um and only behind uh todd the axeman from surly which you can't get in texas so alpine had five in the top 100 nice um so they make high quality beer a little higher end um price wise but we reduce pricing too so yeah you know, nice. we're gonna try to be competitive but yeah we make good beer so if you like beer, by, by the way beer. if you're wondering what new england ipa is, it's the mumble rap of beer it's it's what's hot right oh, now yeah, yeah, it's what's nice. hot right now i like nice. that <laughs> Would have I never heard put that, that together. It's <laughs> great. Yeah. You need to make a shirt right now. There we go. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, real quick, Doc, I wanted to know what one what it was like collaborating with the Rosewood Thieves. I love the music they put together. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, How'd that come about? You know, my my wife uh, used to work at the mayor's office, and uh, James. Uh, interned with her. Okay, so that's that's how that was the first connection was that that they worked together. And right, got like a mixtape from him and uh, and and they had one of the, it had Freedom on there. Um, and I think I think Melissa was the first one to work with them. My, my wife sings and um, she she sang the hook on one of their songs. And and then uh, you know when they they did their I, I I started going to their shows and just becoming friends with with all of them and right. and then uh, December they called me and I went and played for their their uh, Christmas album and um, just recently 
actually they I, I, I was thinking that I, I was in the studio with them but I, I was there because they were giving me something they made a little Doc Logue promo promo because nice. I, I had done a Kickstarter um, an unsuccessful Kickstarter <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's cool. I got raised five thousand out of eight, but I got nothing. nice. Hey. <laughs> got nothing. So, but they don't give I mean, you. If you don't hit the not with Kickstarter, and it. I'm still oh, trying really? to yeah, and I'm still trying to like educate my friends on Facebook that uh, I got nothing out of that because I'm doing an Indiegogo now, and they're like, uh, we gave you money, didn't already. we? Yeah, it's like no, you didn't get charged, and if yeah. you didn't give me money. You should give anyways. <laughs> so uh, that's a good segue here. You have the Indiegogo up right now, and that's for the show on St. Patrick's Day, correct? Right. Shows and shirts, um, and uh, and and then VIP uh, or or uh, music lessons lesson. with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you've done really well, by the way. Thank uh, you. I don't know. How, yeah. Anyhow, so um, yeah, if you go on Indiegogo and search Doc Loke and the Swangers, um, it's actually cheaper uh, to do it that way. Right. But uh, the tickets are up on Eventbrite. Uh, it's just on on it on uh, the Indiegogo. I I eat the cost of of the processing stuff. Right. And then on Eventbrite, you pay it. So it's it's just a little bit. You know. Right. I, I'm I'm happy people go on either one or show right. up the day of, but it'd be real cool to know that I can pay the musicians before the show starts. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that way, I'm not you know, keep looking at the front door, hoping yeah. people just keep walking in. That's stressful. Yeah. <laughs> Was that ever a problem with y'all's band packing out the place? <laughs> no, man, we, just, we just always did. We never charged cover when we did it, though. Sorry, we just um, they're like, hey, you we just killed it every time we yeah, showed up. So, <laughs> so. Right. Yeah, but, but keep in mind, we never went past that bar and waited. Right, right, so, right. Like, we didn't really, we <laughs> owned that spot. That was y'all's level. Yeah. No, no tour. Yeah, no <laughs> regional we, tour. No tour. We were hoping for a VH1 behind the music, but it didn't yeah. really happen. Anymore, so. <laughs> they never got yeah. in touch with us. Yeah, they didn't call Dead us. Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> what do you hope to to do after this? You know, do you, do you hope to to continue to collaborate with with more musicians like Rosewood Thieves or, or artists like Paul Wall and stuff like that or um, do you want to continue Dog Loke and the Swingers see what y'all can do after I, this I'd love to do more shows um, uh, talk to ESG um, he's he's interested I now I think I'm you know I'm not like real tight friends with him, so yeah. I can't just like say, "Hey, rap for free on my track." And, yeah, <laughs> you have licensing; you'll get paid more than I will, anyways. Right, but, but you know, it didn't didn't work that way. You know, those guys are those really good business persons, and yeah. you know, have managers, and 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 uh, uh, so I, I just I'd like to do more collaborations with the original rappers, right? Um, for sure, and I, you know, I think that'll take some people that you know that, that just have some bread and, and believe in the. Um, believe in the project and, and I've already had some of that you know so I just want to keep I want to keep doing it that's good to hear there, there's a lot of young hungry artists out there too like they're in, in Houston they're talented that yeah. it, it would be um, it, I mean obviously they're not ESG and so the, it'd be a little easier to get in touch with them about maybe working together right. almost in a Rosewood Thieves right. style and so but I understand what you're going for is to get the classics well I, I mean that, for the that's moment. part of this this but I, I don't I when I went into it I, I didn't know what the results going to be right. I don't yeah. know who's going to like it I don't know what it's going to do to my career 
I know it's gonna and it's definitely changing me and opening to a different audience. So I'm I'm absolutely willing and uh, you know I'd love to work with new artists in the studio and and maybe take something that's kind of stale. But if they're but if if they have like a story and and something that I that I that I I, I like yeah, that, yeah something I'm drawn to I'd be like hey let, how about I write three horns on this and you know let's use let's right. use real drums and bass and you know if somebody's got like a little budget trying to make it you know make right. it right for everybody but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'd love to make some new stuff too yeah but, you know, i'm not just stuck in the past of course i, I mean you. i'm kind of stuck in the past <laughs> we're all a little stuck in the past I'm, it, I'm pretty sure most of our business model is being stuck in the past and celebrating it. So. That's right. That's right. But it's it's, it's such a past. Like you have to celebrate it. Yeah. Right. Know? But yeah, I mean, hell, if if we don't celebrate it and we have all these people biting off of it, you know, we're not proud of our own stuff. You know, it just this is not a good look. There, it is being what what Houston and not what we've done. I'm not a musician, but what Houston has done is being recognized all over the country. Yep. People right. are incorporating what we've done into their sound, into their swagger, etc. And outside of the country. Right. Yeah. And so we need to, we need hometown. We need to celebrate our, we need to What's know cool it's worth celebrating. Did, like throwing about, like giving you a shout out and like showing like, hey, this is legit. Like this is cool. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that helps the cool factor for everybody that want to, you know, just say, hey, that's a good idea. Like that's something different. Right. You know, everybody right. needs to separate themselves because we kind of talked about it earlier. And like, you're doing cool. it, you're doing it the Local. right way because it, it wasn't like you just put, you know the Pawaw vocals over y'all's yeah. instruments. You oh, know, yeah, that's a good way to get sued. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and say, and you did so much hard work to get to that point. Right? Well, Why cheat it at that point? Right. You know? And I love that he updated it too. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Made, he updated it, and so did uh, Big Pokey. Right. Yeah. The so. beginning of Big Pokey's verse sounds almost like a freestyle. Starts, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, and then it starts to get. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm recognizing all these words again. But yeah, that's what I mean. It was like hearing it for the first time because then because. There were parts that were changed, so then it's deciphering yeah. those those points that were changed. That one so. I definitely did uh, did did some some di- did some yeah. stuff. I got you. <laughs> and I, the ending, I mean, I love that they rapped on it, but the ending, like musically, I I, I, I like what I wrote. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> supposed to like what you do. It's yeah. a it's a good big band. Like it's it's definitely big band. Yeah, like just a real you know flag waving, screaming trumpet, screaming trombone mm-hmm. stuff. Agreed, agreed. What's the response to like you know wanting to keep it clean and the massage and you know you know no kind of like I mean I because mean, I know like some of that stuff part of the image and the people aren't really that way but like are they cool like they're like no this is, it's got to be this way or are they like no I'm cool with changing it. No, I I didn't. Uh, you know, on, on, honestly, I I wasn't there when Paul Wall did it. You know, he did yeah. it remotely. Um, yeah, the the one thing that he says I think is still in the it's in the version you know uh, hose diss me in the club same hose in the parking lot bopping right yeah that's still that that's you know I, 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 when I went to play it for my college class I was like wait this is I'm playing for seventeen women yeah and I'm like uh, that was maybe not cool so uh, but I didn't I didn't ask him to change it now Pokey I did take off the we we adjusted the the f word right. you know. Just so we wouldn't have to have the the e, right? Um, so I, I'm not. I don't know that I'm answering your question actually. But, but you <laughs> know, if, if if ESG went into the studio and yeah. wanted to lay it down, which which the rhythm that I use mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, I think it was the clean version because that just happened to be the one that I had. Right. Yeah. But uh, you know, if he wanted to lay it down, I think that's something that I would 
maybe have a conversation or, or release both. Yeah, right. I just, yeah. I, I, it's just, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. That, that's what a good problem to have. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm already in the I room mean, with ESG now. Right, to right. Because they, how. you know, they they release clean versions. They yeah. they right. know what they know yeah. what it is. They know um, the business. And yeah. uh, you know, and and but getting into a whole different world though. The the one thing that I would want it. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it more, I would want it clean because I'm like, I'm a white boy yeah. doing black music, and do I want the N word on the record? I don't. Yeah, I'm not right. And it's, you know, Paul Wall never uses it. Eminem yeah. never uses it. Yeah. You know, so it's it to me, it's kind of kind of weird. You know, if if I'm not on the track rapping, yeah. and he's using, it and we're like together, it, it's. It, it's 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 yeah. yeah. There's a there's a tie still to where you, it doesn't make you comfortable to allow yeah. it. Or, yeah, I, I think is how it's, I'm it's, reading it. It's such a tricky thing, you know. Like in my neighborhood, I live in a black neighborhood, and I, I jam, you know, I bang screw all the time. Right. And then sometimes, you know, depending on my mood, uh, my windows would be all the way down, and my <laughs> subwoofer would be all the way up. And then I think of like, okay, I need to do this. I need to dump this word because it's like yeah. that's that's offensive. That's not my word. Right. Right. I feel you. Yeah. Um, so that's that's, that's, office space. that's a that's a yeah that's I, I think that's a long yeah. d- deep conversation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I mean, sometimes people just to get the moment they want to say what they want to say. And, you yeah. Know, sometimes people may take that. Hey, th- this word has to be there, or this uh, quote has to be there because it changes the whole song. So it's kind of interesting because I know you want to keep it as clean. I was just curious, like if I mean to this point, obviously no, but what what if there's any pushback, if any, ever to that? Because yeah. like that's a it's an interesting thing because people don't want to artistically change things necessarily right. all the yeah. time, you know. Well. Yeah, I think and and but you know the other side of it. I think if I pay him, yeah, yeah. If I give him if I you know whatever it takes. I don't know what it I takes, but I think it'd be like you know yeah. you got your bread and it's going to be a radio edit because you know, yeah. they yeah. want to hear this on the box and ninety point nine KTSU and right. Yeah. I'd like yeah. to listen to my own music on the way on yeah. the radio on the radio. Yeah. yeah, and like you said, they do most of them. Like especially more in the past, it doesn't happen as often now uh, with hip-hop artists specifically is who i'm thinking of is they'll release the edited versions as well right and like we had um the um the artist from last week tim woods he had gone on tour with uh tobe and wigwe who's a really big blowing up houston rapper right now straight edge clean everything doesn't curse and, and it's like a it, it's his principles he it's not like yeah. he doesn't preach it or anything yeah. it, it, there's a little message to it but it's also like he it's more of an understanding that he has for the business in cleanliness. Right. Yeah. And it's also the, his, the way he'd like to carry himself. And so it's benefited him to go an entire rap career. Right. Without bitches, hoes. Right. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. saying things Drugs that, yeah. Well, I mean, because, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. part of the culture a little bit. Right. It's kind of cool to show that, hey, we can do it. And yeah. it's not cheesy. Right. Yeah. Because, like, right. I think, I think cheesy rap and I think DC talk and things like that, where it's like forced. You know, yeah, and things like that, and like bad eighties, nineties Christian, yeah. like Christian it, up, yeah. It's, it's the it's the line that Chance the Rapper is currently walking. Um, Ch- I love Chance the Rapper, but I definitely there's some blowback he's been getting, re- like because he has a holier than thou every now and again uh, uh, attitude about it. And yeah, he's walking a thin line of like, I is everyone in the room part of the Chance the Rapper fan club? No, I'm just trying no, to. No, we're listening. Oh, okay, sorry. Gary's never no, had a full room of people listen to him. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't. No one blew back at it. I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I, there's a lot of music that I don't. Yeah, I recognize him. I've seen all these goofy commercials. And yeah. Stuff, <laughs> but I, I, you know, um, 
If, if you played his stuff, I wouldn't recognize him. Right. Yeah, I, I couldn't you. say, oh, that's that's that. Yeah, I don't know. If you played NWA, I'd say that. Okay, that's <laughs> that's that's MC Ren. You know, that's yeah. that's you know. It's, See, it's I don't know different. enough of his stuff. Like, the, I mean, I know who he is. I've heard a couple songs, but it's not like Meek Mill or anything well, like that. I, I think, ex- like, oh, I know who that is. Especially with well, Chance he, the Rapper. Chance the Rapper didn't give he, Robert Kraft one of his first. The album that blew him up was was about acid. Yeah, you know, yeah. So yeah. For, to go from that uh, to your next record being, you know how how great is God? Literally, is <laughs> there's a song yeah. on there, and it's a great and beautiful song, right? <laughs> with a yeah. really well, that is strange. It's a great J Electronica verse on there too. That's yeah. Beatles transition, right? Basically, you know, he went to this is Sergeant Pepper's. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, and because you could tell it was always there with Chance the Rapper. I guess we're gonna dive into this a little bit. Sorry, uh, it was always there with him, like career, like. I don't know, content-wise, but, right. like, yeah, the Acid Rap album, it was a lot of fun. Or, like, it was a lot of explosive-sounding. Yeah. And it's where you got some of, like, his catchphrases and stuff that, like, more wide audiences would know him for. And then he really started to be, like, a prevalent name in the hip-hop scene whenever he got on um, the the Kanye song, uh, yeah. Ultra Light Beam. Yep. And most of it was more on the uh, Christian life. or I, Not necessarily that, but just, yeah. A much more wokeness to the the verse that definitely delved into his Christian background. But you, like, what do you say to like Snoop Dogg? And then he kind of tripled album. down on it. Okay. Snoop yeah. Dogg did a gospel album. He like, and he. I but, mean, Snoop Dogg's different, I guess. Snoop yeah, Dogg is saying, capitalism and body. Yeah, <laughs> Snoop Dogg is in that 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 what that forty six to, to fifty range <laughs> where he he can do a reggae album, he can yeah, do the Christian Snoop album, Lyons. and all that stuff. He, he's kind of like to me. He, he's he, a business. He, 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 he comes off to me as old or T Pain. Yeah, okay. T Pain has built himself in this culture around the internet and stuff like that, and yeah. what's trending. And he he loves it. He's still young, yeah. but Snoop Dogg is like he he was before the internet, yeah. and then he was thrown into this, and now he's just like a, a cultural thing. He's a yeah. cultural icon. He's not really Snoop Lion anymore he's, or Snoop Dogg anymore. He's Snoop Dogg the I can't believe I just call him Snoop Lion. That's that fucking Clamato. But he's Snoop Dogg the brand now. He's not yeah. Snoop Dogg the rapper yeah, Snoop anymore. Snoop Dogg's a business. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, good for him, Snoop Dogg yeah. the meme. I guess uh, it's the meme, yeah. Yeah. Hanging out with Martha Stewart. Yeah. 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 Right. And, he, and it, it, his, to everything Carlos just said, it's kind of why you can see Snoop Dogg on the Martha Stewart show because there's these jokes that can be made about it. But then it's also, yeah. there's a bunch of money to be made in it. Right. And well, then he can be Snoop Lion. <laughs> there's the jokes to be made about yeah. it. There's the money to be made from it. And I honestly haven't heard the album that he did as Snoop Lion. I bet there's two or three good songs on there. Then didn't he do that album with Pharrell uh, a few years ago, Bush? Uh, yeah, he did do that one. Yeah. And, yeah. And so, not a Pharrell fan? Not at all. Okay. <laughs> no. I have to ask why, but, and I respect. The, that you're able to not like him, I'm not gonna try to make you a converter. Or convert sounds like it sounds like you're you're struggling to hold back. Debate off. He's gonna turn you into Pharrell fan. After that this. no, because he knows way more about music than I do. <laughs> so all I could, my argument would be like, I like the way it sounds, dude. He has a pretty voice. Okay, I give you that. It's not nothing with him as I a, didn't expect that as a as a pretty voice having person, right? Um, but he doesn't know the history unless he has learned what the blues are since you know I, I don't know if y'all have ever seen that uh, interview with him when they're uh, suing uh, over the um, the blurred lines sorry, video. Yeah, the blurred, yeah blurred yeah. lines and, and, and they're asking him about genres and, and he just is completely he, he knows nothing yeah he's just, he's an, he was an illiterate I don't know where he's at now and he's doing really great and I'm a part time hater I have we really strong nice. musical opinions. Yeah. 
Um, I would imagine you do. <laughs> and it's hard for me to listen to music and not analyze it. Yeah. Like this is this is wrong. This is this is this could be better. This is mixed poorly. You know, this should have more bass. This should be louder. I feel like all artists do that, though. I mean, even sports guy. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I look. I played. I was going to college. Say you're a beer guy. I never, you know, played to the high levels as pro But I sit there and, and I look at the game from an aspect of like, okay, well, they missed this block here. Why are they running this scheme or whatever? All right. Yeah. I don't know any more than Bill Belichick, of course. But I do the same thing. But the same thing with <laughs> very beer. high pedestal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know more than Bill, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Josh <laughs> <laughs> Samples. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Bill O'Brien. <laughs> I probably know a more than Bill O'Brien. <laughs> there you go. Adam Gase. Yeah. Uh, oh man, that's a great meme. <laughs> Falling around the tacos. Anyways, um, yeah, like, but beer's the same thing. Like, and I, I can be very opinionated, right. but it, it's kind of it's my opinion. Mm-hmm. So right. what I feel about any local brewery or any regional brewery is my opinion. Right. Every palate's different, but I do critique it, and I think it's the same thing with any artist that uh, well, you do movies, you sports, whatever. You're right. sitting there, you're like. Why do they do this? You know, and I hear it a lot of times in a lot of interviews that I listen to musicians, and they're just like, you know, well, I don't respect this guy because he did it this way. But I, right, and it's, so it's it's not abnormal at all. It's kind of cool because right. it's I always love to hear different. If, if you know what it takes, or if you know you know you, you know the yeah. ins and outs, then you're you, you you don't have that you don't have like the the normie ear anymore. Right. You know, you have right. you have it's, the dissecting you have a trained ear. ear. Yeah. yeah, it's a blessing and a curse. Right. Um, oh, yeah. So with my haterisms, I I try and I work to keep it inside that's the thing if I can think anything I want to yeah. sure. but do I say it you know I think of the, old, the saying does it need to be said by me does it need to be said by me now um, that's I'm, 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 I fucked that up <laughs> does it start with does, does it, it need, need to, to be, be said yeah, does okay. it need to be said by me does it need to be said by me what, now what's right. an artist that, you, that you, you hated and then like you had no choice it kind of grew on you Joey Alexander Okay, I'm about to check them out. Yeah, he's a, he's a phenom. He's 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 uh, I think he's 14 now. When he oh, wow. when he came out, he was 10. She yeah. hated a 10 year old. Yeah, watch. I'm check, laughing. Check like, Joey Alexander, Giant Steps. Giant okay. Steps is one of the like jazz test pieces written oh, by man, John Coltrane. This is a little guy. John Coltrane, and yeah, and I, I couldn't listen to his music for years. Just because he's ten and plays better than I ever will. Yeah, uh, yeah. and that's not like one of those. Oh, I'm beating myself down. It's like he, I'll never play as good yeah. as he does when he was ten. That's right. crazy. How much do you think went behind that? Because I mean, I know it's kind of that thing where they teach kids Spanish young, because your mind or your brain is almost like a sponge, more malleable. It's, yeah, and yeah. so you can do that with several objects. But how much like how much hand slapping with rulers do you think that also takes? Uh, I think you have the chops, though. Part of it's you got to have the ability. Like I don't have a musical ear. I can't, you right. know. Like you obviously do. But. I was. I, I think I. I had an extra, you know. And I, I'm not a prodigy, but I had extra extra help, you know. But yeah. some of that's growing up with with the mom, this piano, you yeah. know, singing all the time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But he, he, you know, he. I'm pointing to the computer. <laughs> He's in here. Dude. He's in there. He's I pulled him up. Not yeah. Nipsey Hustle. <laughs> right, right. So you know, he's 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 definitely a prodigy. So that's a different level of yeah. just putting him in front of piano. You know, I teach piano lessons. You know, that's probably my main income right now is is teaching private lessons. And right. you know, I teach a five year old, and this kid doesn't practice. You know, yeah. he's 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 five. He doesn't have to. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there are a lot of other things going on that a five year old would figures. sandboxes yeah. action figures right. jump to. So. Right, but this this kid, I mean, I don't you know. I don't know if there's videos of him when he was five, but 
I think it's a completely different thing than, than, than my five-year-old student and him. It, it was just something that he was born to do. Yeah, right. I agree with that because, I mean, you see these kids that can drum or play guitars at, you know, five, six years old that, like, no matter how many years I could practice and, like, really yeah. dig into it, like, dedicate myself to it, I would never be that good at it. Right. And they're just like, yeah, I could do it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, no it, big deal. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but I mean, the same thing with athletes. You know, I mean, you can you can take a person that uh, that's athletically built, that's tall. I mean, I wasn't very good at basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have the, the skills of. But play. I can rebound. But I can rebound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. good on the boards. Not to yeah. stick but my like, hands on. To be a pro athlete, you know, you got to have that skill, like dedication. Right. I mean, there's there's practice players and there's players who just have God gifted talent, and yeah. Yeah. those yeah. people are the ones you see in the big the, in the, the big the, show. You know, right. crossover talent. Really, yeah. because like you have guys. Uh, I'm going to use MMA as an example mm-hmm. where you have football players, you know, guys that are athletically yeah. gifted that can go into MMA and, and have a decent career. Brock. Herschel Walker had a, had a good uh, career. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Well, he wasn't really a football player. He was a guy uh, that plays football. He did. Uh, <laughs> Brock Lesnar is <laughs> but he was a D1 most, wrestler. The most hated yeah. man in everything he's ever done. He was a D1 wrestler. Um, yeah. he, you know, now you got Greg Hardy. He's yeah. doing his thing. He actually just had his fight. Well, he got he, a lot of practice. Up he, he, up was, women, though, yeah, so. he, he was True. disqualified for an illegal blow. Uh, yeah, oh, that's right. I knew he was starting. Yeah, like yeah. A, his his a, debut uh, UFC fight. Like, guy was down, right? But yeah, so so having those like those people, that's just that's just crossover talent. Yeah. you know, like, like they can go and do that type of stuff. I don't know as much of. Like, I don't know if there is such a thing as crossover talent in music. Is there? Or like, I'm so good at this, I could I could train myself to do that. Like, I feel like people who play multiple instruments are. Yeah, you know? but yeah, that's a good that's a good. But point. can they like? Can you play them to the like? Can those people play them to the same standard that they play? I don't know. Their, Paul their, McCartney their, always. I mean, he comes to mind for me as a songwriter. But he right. he knows how to play piano, bass, guitar, right. and like he was talking, telling stories about playing the Beatles. Like he and he was he leads a band now. He's right. pretty, he's pretty skilled, I would say. Yeah. the guy might be able to. But you're, I mean, to your point, maybe not. But I think playing multiple instruments is that crossover because it's hard enough playing one instrument. Right. I mean, <laughs> trombone it and is, then yeah. piano and then like all that. Like that's yeah. My brain just doesn't work that way. Right. It's too yeah. difficult. Well, I got to college and I, I started playing trombone on gigs and I saw how other trombone players, how they live. And it's like, they, they, there aren't a lot of gigs for trombone players. So. Right. Let's be and honest. I love the women though, right? Well, yeah. Trombone players and women. Yeah. yeah that is strong arming. They, <laughs> girls love the trombone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they that, that, you can play the piano and sing. And sing. Right. Yeah, and that's a big hard. difference between just playing piano because yeah. there's more gigs for, for singing piano players. Sure. Right. There's even more gigs for singing piano players that can do Billy Joel yeah. and Elton John, right. but I'm not there because I'm a you know again going back to being a hater and a jazz jazz yeah. intelligentsia or some I'm just yeah. Is there an instrument that you would love to learn how to play? Oh, well I I, I like if see I, I'm like seeing the whole orchestra right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's tough. Um, you know, guitar is something that I. I I studied for a little bit, um, you know, self-taught. That's actually when I was on the uh, Luther unit um, in the, on the trustee camp, and you could check out the guitar from the, you know, from the front, and I would take it off to the, like outside, right, and and just work on guitar. Just having a prison memory there. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, I was just going. Let let you uh, just follow that. that yeah, path. yeah. I'm homesick, you know. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm, I'm, I just I love listening to people who are musically talented talk about like 
the feeling of me, like or right. just learning it and everything because it never clicked for me. <laughs> to Garrett yeah. and I, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to you, you know, you know why it sounds good or why it sounds it. bad yeah. or yeah, or and stuff like what's that. Wrong, yeah. what, what note you missed. That's right. why my haterisms come from jealousy. I don't know if I'm just, yeah, I don't know if I'm a part time hater as much as it's these just beautiful locks. It's in me. Yeah. But no, um, my, like, what I've had to train myself to do now is say, that wasn't for me. Because, yeah, oh, yeah, like that's there's, a nice way to put there's it. There's a yeah. lot of bad shit out there, but like most of it, I I've had to take a step back and go. Millions of people like it. It's hundred percent right. the analogy to use for craft beer because yep. what I've always taught people, and I have to catch myself sometimes too, is that I can't say a beer is terrible. I, like I was talking about earlier, people are like that's the worst beer I've ever had. I'm like, okay, well it's not for you, but it, there's somebody who loves this beer who will really like this beer. That you know, there are breweries out here making bad beer in my opinion but that's yeah. maybe somebody likes it so right. you know there's fundamental things you can do wrong in beer just like there is in music yeah. but it's it's my opinion but you gotta learn to say it's not for me it's right. my style you know and, and, and not you know crap on somebody or shit on somebody's right. taste you know but yeah. that's just kind of kind of rude you know? yeah. that, and then yeah. you also set it up in your mind now like you've shut the door that beer sucks yeah. right. it right. could get better and I'm hopefully yeah. sooner than later but fuck it say you have the beer um, a free beer is always a free beer sure is the rule and so it, say you have that same beer you <laughs> hated four years ago yeah four years later and you're like for something circumstances may be like I like this beer more now yeah whatever it is so like it might you, be the music What's that? There you go. So it could be the music. Yeah. Palettes change, you man. You think so? Certain bars play shitty music. <laughs> yes, Sorry. they do. Sorry. Certain bars play a lot of music that's not, not for, for me. me. Yeah. Education. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to use that. That's been my, like, that's <laughs> been my that growing my moment in, in the, the last, bathroom. like, three Real years. Real pump is not for me. Yeah, like, it's <laughs> yeah. not for me. But, but also, if you can critique it, though, if you see that somebody's doing something wrong, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's not for me, but because I don't like that this person does that, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. or how they did this. Because, like, that's that's one thing I can't do. Like, I can say something that's not for me, but I have right. no reason why somebody had a bad life of porn. So somebody's like, dude, that's terrible. Like, they're not really good at this instrument, or they're not really good at yeah. this. It, you can cover up a lot with a live performance if you're decent enough. I think I, I feel like there's here. there's less room for for error or for being bad in music because yeah. you can tell when something is fundamentally you know not right yeah whereas sure. in beer it you know yeah. it, it you can hide a lot for sure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely That's Dude, why there's gas stations doing. all over the place with peanut butter cups for sale uh, <laughs> there's why a lot of people are doing milkshake IPAs and you know those New England IPAs because it's you know easy. you made the right face. Yeah, because it's easier to... I, rem- I remember enough about beer to, that that sounds like a bad idea. Well, that's why it's funny that everybody was up in arms about this Bud Light commercial about corn syrup, and it's like somewhere somebody's at, you know throwing a pack of Hostess donuts into their boil to, to yeah. make their next pastry stout. Like It's like, you guys drink adjuncts too. Like Don't calm down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so pretty much... What's going or what's going on in beer in the last like two three years? I mean, it's yeah. been going on, but like it's gotten popularized it's last two years, last two yeah. three years is um, taking what some used to consider like aggressive styles and sugarifying, trying to t- tame it down with sugar, fruiting oh. them up, adding lactose sugar, um, and yeah, adding whatever. Yeah, and it's it's created some very good beers sure. out of the process. Yeah, right. It has also created some of the worst events. <laughs> Uh, some of the most mediocre beer that was not for me. Over I mean, just think of an IPA that's you know it's supposed to be bitter, and then you're throwing lactose in it, and you're, right. you call it a milkshake IPA, and 
it's just, you know, blueberry something IPA. It just throws you off. It just doesn't sound appealing. We actually inadvertently did a lactose uh, IPA several years ago because, long story short, we wanted the rights to a name called Road Warrior, a beer that uh, was already produced by Terrapin in Atlanta. So we contacted them and said, hey, look, we'll buy the rights. They said, no, let's do a collaboration. So we did one. We called it Tangerine Dreamsicle. It was a tangerine IPA with lactose, non-fermenting uh, milk lactose sugars in the end. So it was meant to taste like that Tangerine Dreamsicle, right. uh, mm-hmm. Orange Dreamsicle cream pop. And it actually did. But we were that was three years ago before all this became a thing. And now yeah. like you got people who are building breweries based on <laughs> milkshake <laughs> IPAs and yeah. pastry stouts. Yeah. And you know, whatever, to each your own. Like I said, it's not, it's for, not me. for me. Not for me. That's a lesson today, kids. Not for me. There we Pretty go. much the end of the game, or the end of the statement there is uh, Josh Samples is not that active on Instagram. So <laughs> Yeah, don't follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His, yeah. Twitter is for the, uh, the cynical, and Instagram is for the, uh, the dreamers. And a personal Twitter. For yeah. Separate the two. Well, now that uh, your business is tagged in this episode, what I want, <laughs> what I wanted to do yeah. was publicly run you up about the fact that you told me Tangerine Soul Style would not be returning. <laughs> yeah, that's been gone for like a year. Yeah, I know it's been gone. Um, but yeah, it's not. What, first of all, what the fuck? <laughs> Why the fuck? And third of all, who the fuck do y'all... I'm just yeah, no, uh, you were like the... That like, one was for him. That was... Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's not easy. I say this every time I get it. Like, we used to be, do a beer that was double stout. People were like, oh, man, I love that beer. I'm like, oh, you're the guy. You're the one that bought that beer. Like, yeah. it's, uh, it was, way to speak up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thanks. It was less than 5% of what the brewery sold. At the end okay, of the day, you know, it was in that, that phase where everybody was doing fruited IPAs. And it was a good beer. Don't get me wrong. I used to make a uh, Bromosa with it. Oh, So you just a little champagne. Pain and tangerine IPA, boom! It was, it was yeah, good. Dude. It was good. But like uh, you know, at the end of the day, it just wasn't. We wanted to move away from that and get back kind of yeah. more to our roots now. And, and we did this over a year ago. It just it didn't sell well. Yeah, nah. it was a good beer. And people people who loved it loved it. It's love or hate kind of thing. And I didn't have a problem with it when it was fresh. It was the bomb but like it just nah. not for everybody it was like a guilty pleasure of mine because yeah. it was still a great IPA yeah. it also sounds yeah. like out of your flavor profile really like yeah, I, I, yeah, I yeah. Mean, well, it, well the, what we do is a soul style which has got that tropical fruit note to it so adding the tangerine uh, puree to it really yeah. stepped it up um, a notch the only one we still do with fruit is the passion fruit which is yeah. a, you know passion fruit wheat yeah. so um, it was good beer like I just it wasn't my favorite choice i had to find ways to sell right. it because you know people loved it because it was in that phase where everybody's doing fruited beers right so I had to find that's why i came up with the bromosa i'm like dude do bromosas and i did a san diego beach party event and we had this uh surf rock band play out at cottonwood a couple nice. years ago and we had tangerine ipa um and then we had like you know beach bingo and all Carass that stuff. But, and stuff yeah but it was cool man i think it's the way to sell it but yeah i mean sorry man it's all right. <laughs> I can probably find some around town. I, I can't guarantee it's nah, fresh, yeah, that's but, what you told yeah. me. <laughs> but I'll probably get you some. There you go. <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate the offer. All right. And you don't have to get it. It's still something. there. Just let me know. All right. Doc. Well, Soul Style will be back. Oh, sorry. No, yeah, go ahead. It will be. Soul, okay, yeah. The regular. Soul, soul Style will be back. It's just the Soul Style. Doc, where can the people find, one, the Indiegogo, two, Doc Loke and the Swingers, you know, all your music, all that good stuff. And everything. Okay. Oh, vital information. Where, where could the good people find all the vital information? All right. All uh, right. D-O-C, L-O-C, and the Swangers. Swangers like the Swangers. It's spelled um, out. And S-W- not just the, yeah. Right. A-N-D, 
T-H-E-S-W-A-N-G-E-R-S. And that's a double meaning, right? The swangers that they put on their cars mm-hmm. and swing swang right. from, from Big Man. Right. Um, Doc Loke and the swingers.com. Uh, I'd say Facebook is the best best way to, to check uh, out what's going on. Uh, the Just search Doc Loke and the swingers. That page that has a link to the... Uh, if if you if you join that, you you can see the Indiegogo or uh, the Eventbrite. Eventbrite is on. I keep saying Prite. Eventbrite. Eventbrite. Event. Event. I, I, we'll I've, put all I've, that in the. I've had none of this. I've had none of this. Only, right. <laughs> Only yeah. Red Bull. Um, the pear yeah. Red Bull. Pear. Yeah, it's lovely. Uh, <laughs> uh, a nice IPA or something. Good. Good. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm yeah, um, and it's it's on YouTube, um, uh, Spotify, all the streaming platforms. It is on iTunes. If you know those that one person out there that still buys music, if you're listening, um, it's on it's on iTunes and Google Play and all that. But just search Doc Loke and the Swingers. And, and the full project will be out around March 17th. Thank you. Yeah, yeah March 17th uh, is is the release concert with with the 16 piece band. Uh, just south of downtown at the Preston Theater on 2201 Preston, 77003. Dope, dope, dope. Real quick, can you name all 16 of those people? Or, or you're no, one I of can't. them, so. No, okay, okay. Here's, here's your trombone section. Andre, <laughs> Andre Hayward. Um, dang. <laughs> Jordan. Let me, let me just go with first names. There you go. Uh, uh, Jordan Stevens. Uh, uh, Kendall Moore. Um, Aaron H. <laughs> His last name is really got a lot fair, of letters. Fair, fair. Um, okay, uh, trumpet section: Sal, um, James, Jerry. Um, in the woodwind section, we got um, Corey. We have Tito. We have uh, uh, Brian. We have uh, Grace. We have our. That's she's our one uh, woman in the band. Um, Hey, it's, I tried. Um, and, <laughs> and be like and, that. And, uh, yeah, be like that sometimes. Um, that's 11. Ernesto. 12. Uh, that's 12. Um, myself. 13. <laughs> uh, Glenn Ackerman on bass. Uh, Dre Jackson on drums. And I'm I'm leaving one person. Oh, out. no. Okay. Oh, that's because it was Warren, uh, Warren Sneed is playing uh, alto and clarinet for us, but in the studio, it okay. was Woody Witt. That's okay. why I was confused. There, we, there go. we go. I could hardly name 16 people I personally know, yeah, so that's awesome. That's those two. Because <laughs> you could just made up names and been like, yeah, <laughs> Jerry. And Which there is no telling whether or not he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Sal. Took the line of notes. Yeah, cookie, all those, all those good people, <laughs> and, and Alpine beer, and all those. And all. Yeah, Dweezil. So exactly. yeah, uh, we're looking forward to the Alpine. Alpine's not really getting the rebrand, right? It's Green Flash uh, under uh, the. Yeah, no, I mean Alpine it's going to stay the same logo, except that we're going to do cans and the cans. All that really changed. But we uh, we. That's what I'm attached. Because yeah, this was this this strip right here was all that you would have in the cans, but now it's going to be a full. Art fledged and, color, yeah. nice. um, so they're gonna pop off the shelf, and so they're so that's the only rebrand, and we'll be in the cardboard wraps. They're gonna look good on nice. yeah. uh, the shelf, but yeah, Alpine will have finally like a little bit more inventory for okay. beers here, plus some uh, rotational. So like I said, they, we're gonna start canning that stuff uh, starting next couple of days. So we'll start canning. You'll start seeing it trickling in Texas by the end of the February, first of March. Okay, will start showing up too. Cool. Uh, I also wanted to, the Green Flash. Bottle, the new look that you guys have yeah. gone for, the cans will kind of mimic that? Cans will look exactly like this. Okay, it'll be a cool. white can um, and then the cardboard wrap too. It'll be 
you know, three dimensional. Nice. You can see it in different places on the shelf. Um, and all the, the all the new stuff has been released, so you can kind of see it. They're all different logos for different brands. Like Soul Style has a surfer because it's a surfing term. Uh, GFB has a dude doing skateboard, and Tropical nice. DNA has like the double helix and some. Uh, you know, beach stuff. So they're all going to be kind of branded in their own specific way. So it'll be kind of cool, really unique. Cool. And for all of Green Flash and Alpine's um, events and what have yeah. yous. Here and locally, if you want to know what goes on in Houston, Green Flash Josh at Twitter. Um, and then Green Flash Beer on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, all that stuff. Is, Dope. I don't think we have a Snapchat anymore, <laughs> but. Uh, too, too many to, dick pics. Yeah, we used to, but uh, yeah, that's where you go for yeah. all that. Yeah, for all the dick yeah, pics. And Alpi- yeah, no, no, no. And Alpine. No, they were getting dick pics. Gear. They weren't the, sending them. They were getting them. They're gonna look good Alpine next to those. Company though, because there is an Alpine brewery, and there's okay. actually okay. in Alpine, Texas. Oh and shit. We're in Alpine, California, which is in San Diego or up mm. north of San Diego. So oh, I get asked that a lot, and I'm like, I don't think there's mountains in that part of Texas. <laughs> there are. I'm like, okay, you're right. Sure. sure, sure, you said it. But I mean, they'll say, if they take it, if it, if, we, if it says local to them and that means that we're gonna buy it, I'll be like, yeah, totally, we're local. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we're you the alpine you're thinking of. Yeah, absolutely. No. <laughs> this is the alpine you're looking for. <laughs> Sorry, I've had to. For, for all of our episodes, we are on Southside Collection uh, on what? Spotify, Spotify, iTunes, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, uh, also live on Facebook or Twitter. No matter where you're watching this, you can go find out on any of those other streaming platforms. YouTube. YouTube, yeah. We're we're getting everything on YouTube as well. You can also go and find everything at southsidecollection.com. All of our episodes uh, that we've previously done as well as all of our merch. Thank you for supporting, by the way, man. Nice enough to come in repping his Make America Trill Again hat. Pretty sure I know exactly when you got it, but we're going to talk about it off air because... Yeah, I have questions. I have questions. <laughs> SouthsideCollection.com. Josh from Green Flash. Doc Loke from Doc Loke and the Swangers. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank Carlos, you, you, you look fucking dumb without a hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the truth, I got that glow. I'm out there switching house with Slim Thug and J Dog. Can't paint on the boss hall. This cloud, that ain't no foul. See me acting bad, showing out, I'm pulling stunts Don't say cheese and show my friends It's more cares than bugs when it's lunch It's powwow, baby I got it made, I got a couple of that oil And I'm paid for some city sideways I'm on the blog post like a mailbox, stanging licks on the grind, PayPal in my inbox. A legend in the world for gold grills and popping seals. An icon on the mic for showcasing my verbal skills. Smokers Club posted up with some gang bangers. Now I'm flipping a new school, candy Cadillac on swingers. I got a 64 ounce Yeti full of that drink. Looking for the dank. My hustle gang sharp as a sink. Big bank, take little bank. 84s in candy paint. Trying to find some honey love. My making game is top rank. These hoes peeping me, ear hustling on the side He's dropping my conversation, trying to figure which car I drive I'm on the scene, strapped up like I was bungee jumping Hit the corner, you hear me coming, look at that chrome grilling woman The trunk's popped up, my music screwed up top Still the undisputed king of the parking lot, I'm sitting sideways Oh, we going 
going loco when they see me. See them sideways on them 84s. Bunch of hoes, bunch of money, bunch of clothes. Cigarillas up the most. Glad like an ice skater, motor like a snot nose. Suicide drop, dope, pillin', tryna pop my vote. Smoking on that pressure in the parking lot of Papa Dose. Sensei, know what I'm saying? Power wow, in the place. Hands up, when you see us, we gon' push it in your face. Raised on Scott and Stone, when I blaze, boy, smell nothing, but hey, that's my favorite cologne. Still the dude with the metal, they get hot as a killer. Messing around with some cats that ain't got it together because I'm floating. Breaking up the intersection, crossing. Three wheeling, ecking his ass on them bounces. It's you in the door, missing G-Wee in your face and say you're wild from the paper chase. And you sit sideways.